And so I, I, I answered him. I said, okay, it seems pretty obvious, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, yeah, my, my son was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, what, what was, why was that terrible? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't do anything about it. Bah. <laughs> and mm. he said, yeah. What's so terrible about that? Mm-hmm. He asked me, and uh, my response was, is that I'm not strong enough to keep my boy from getting hurt. I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance, for I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Well, Happy New Year, and welcome to the podcast of The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. That was Paul writing to the Philippians, and before that, you heard just a little bit of um, a story that my brother has to share, and it's coming up a little bit later in this podcast. I had a chance to have my brother in to to interview him to share a a rather profound story of uh, something that happened with him, uh, his oldest son, and his wife uh, a couple of years ago, and there's more to come with that, but uh, but for now, yeah, Happy New Year, and I certainly hope that this podcast finds you on the other side of a really wonderful Christmas season for you and your family. And of course, here we're just a couple days into the new year, and so I also hope you had a wonderful New Year's celebration and are eagerly looking forward to uh, to a new year and all the promise that comes in looking ahead to 2023. So for me, this is actually a really special day, special new year for me, because on the day that this podcast is released, it is exactly one day after my book has started shipping. And so that is a huge milestone moment for me and really right in the heart of a season where I naturally look back and reflect on the year that was and I look ahead to the year that's coming it's something I naturally do anyway. Uh, this particular year, there's a little bit of an extra punch because of that milestone for me. And so the the book has started shipping, and it is it is a moment of of great joy for me. Um, and it's been quite a journey to get here. Uh, and I have more to more to share with you a little bit about that. But for now, I just want to come back to this idea of of the new year. Uh, and that idea of reflecting and looking ahead. Um, I know there are some out there who really take seriously this time of year, the idea of a New Year's resolution, and there are many who who don't. Um, but wherever you are with that, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that whole idea of resolution, because uh, whether you're into it or not, uh, it's certainly something you're familiar with. And there's some things that are really worth thinking about together as we share this first podcast of the new year. There's some things that I just I really want to invite you into. Um, but before I kind of explain what that invitation is, I want to unpack this idea of resolution a little bit. I know that there's a range of reactions uh, to, to that word resolution, um, many will hear that word and 
uh, cringe <laughs> a little bit because uh, uh, perhaps you've had some experiences of giving it a try and you you know what it is to to step out into something with great enthusiasm and within a couple of weeks or maybe even days just feel the disappointment of well I guess that didn't last very long right. So, um, in talking about resolution, if I, if I got an eye roll, just hang on with me, um, hear me out just a little bit, but, uh, there is actually something really good, uh, within the idea of resolution that there's something awakened, uh, that is really good, which is a desire for growth. Um, that is a wonderful thing. And, uh, certainly want to hang on to that. But if you did give an eye roll when I mentioned the word resolution, it's because there's an experience of disconnect from that really good desire and the supposed promise that comes with stepping out and trying to make a part of our lives better. And it's worth sitting with and unpacking what that disconnect might be, because if we can do that, then maybe it opens the door for an invitation into something much deeper, which I'll unpack in a little bit. But the idea of a resolution, again, is really good because um, a desire for growth is is a wonderful thing. The, the problem is that we equate growth pretty readily with the idea of some external behavior change. And so if I can lose 10 pounds, if I can pay down my debt, if I can be better about managing my time, whatever the case may be, you know, and those are some pretty basic examples of the kinds of resolutions people think of. But um, the idea is that if I can get those things going in a better direction in my life, then I can feel better about myself. And so we equate behavior change with growth. And on some level, there is some change that might happen if we can fix those behaviors, but really the dissatisfaction becomes very highlighted when we might step out to try to make some of those changes, but find that even if there is some initial success with time, it doesn't really satisfy that desire. There's something deeper going on in our awakened desire for growth. And what we find out is it is much deeper than any external behavior change we might make. The whole idea is if I do something better, what I get in return is I get to feel better about myself. Even if you're successful, even if you're successful for a time, you may experience that at first. But if you run with it long enough, ultimately it's very dissatisfying. And so the vast majority of resolutions fail. And it is because it is built on this flawed transactional mindset. And so here at the dawn of 2023, and you're listening to the first podcast of the new year with the intentional dad, I wanted to take the opportunity to invite you into something much, much deeper, much, much more profound. And so just to be clear, this is not just an invitation into some variation on self-help and the false promises there. It's an invitation to trade all of that, to put all of that down for the hope of something far more meaningful, far more difficult, uh, far, um, far more involved, but far more meaningful. And it is this idea of apprenticeship that we would lay down the transactional thinking and trade that for transformational thinking. Um, at the risk of sounding cliche, it's 
not so much a resolution as it is a revolution. Um, see, resolution is primarily about what we do, whereas this invitation for a New Year's resolution turns that upside down and is primarily concerned about who we're with. It's about our lives of apprenticeship with Jesus. That is the invitation at the core of the book, and without giving too much away, uh, it may be a surprise for you to pick up a book about fatherhood and not find some 12 steps to being a better father. The first 75% of the book actually is about an invitation from one man to another, one father to another, into understanding what it is to live as a beloved son. It is an invitation into sonship. And so that is the invitation I extend to men in the book, and by extension, women and mothers. It's the same one I extend to you here. Um, And all of it is to point you to the foundational idea at the heart of God's design for parenthood. It's this idea that his design is for our fatherhood to be lived out as an extension of, as an outpouring of our lives as fathered sons or mothers, our lives as fathered daughters. So that's not something that comes with 12 easy steps. So instead, the invitation is to an ongoing adventure of apprenticeship with Jesus. That is the invitation I offer through my story in the book. It's the same invitation I offer to you here on this podcast as we look ahead to 2023. And it's my invitation in anything that we offer through The Intentional Dad, that you would find encouragement and hope for that journey, and that from that, you would find the joy of parenthood that is in God's heart and design for us as mothers and fathers. Uh, We do that through stories, through discussion, through the authenticity and vulnerability we can offer in anything, whether it be a podcast, through the book, through articles we write, or whatever else God might give us an opportunity to do. Uh, It is the kind of thing that I extend an invitation that we could share in that in community and be a source of encouragement and hope for one another on this journey of apprenticeship that we share together as we also share in the journey of parenthood. So that brings me to what I have for you today. Um, so today is uh, is first installment of the new year, obviously, and I have a story to, to share with you. It's a story of my brother, as I had mentioned before, and so I wanted to invite him in to, to do an interview, and that interview is what I want to share with you today. And I think that you will find in that uh, something that... <laughs> Any of us who are parents can relate to, and you'll, you'll discover as my brother Tyler shares his story of what he came up against in limitations and what he felt in a rather extraordinary moment uh, that happened with his, with his young son. It was something that was a couple of years ago. Um, And I will tell you up front that it is a story of an injury that happened to his little boy, his toddler. He was a toddler at the time. He's a little bit older now, but uh, he does share that story. And in order to share the story, there there is going to be um, some descriptions that you should just know about at a time. It's it's nothing gratuitous, <laughs> um, but there is a little bit of a little bit of graphic explanation that is uh, that's necessary to sharing the story. So I tell you that up front. I invite you to listen. 
and kick off the New Year's revolution with this story from my brother. Well, I have an opportunity today to spend some time with uh, with somebody. I've been looking forward to having a chance to interview. And today in the studio with me is my brother, Tyler. Uh, Tyler, say hi. Hi, glad to be here. Glad to have you, man. So um, I wanted to have you in today because uh, earlier this year, we actually kind of on our own had a conversation that, well, I, I get laughed at for long conversations. And well, you and I have our fair share of them. Um, and this was one. And on this particular day, we had a conversation about limitations and limitations that we feel and experience as fathers in particular. And in the midst of that conversation, we actually got a little bit into a story that I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to share here in a little bit, but, uh, it's, it's a pretty incredible story. And what's incredible is not just what happened, but how you recognized how God was fathering you in the middle of what happened. And We'll come back to come back to this to topic of limitations in a minute, but I just wanted to give a little background to our listeners on why we're here together in the studio today. It's because first of all, I want you to share your story of what we talked about on that day and what happened with you and your son, um, my nephew Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was uh, this was something that happened a couple of years ago. And there's there's some things within that story that I think are just so good and so rich. Um, something some things worth worth sharing and thinking about. So uh, yeah, t- tell a little bit about yourself first of all. Yeah, I'm um, uh, Eric. Already said my name is Tyler. I uh, have been married for 17 years uh, to my wonderful wife, Elizabeth. And during that time, we've adopted two boys, Jacob and Caleb. They are uh, five and almost two. Caleb, almost two. Caleb, Caleb will, by the time you hear this podcast, Caleb will be about three days away from his uh, his second birthday. Um, yeah, so two boys. Yeah. Um, and so the story that we're going to get into here, though, is with Jacob, your oldest, who is now five. Correct. Um, but there was something, so it would be about two and a half years ago now that something happened. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, it's it's actually kind of part of the story. It was during the year of COVID. Uh, yeah. So 2020. So, yeah. 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 So that that's actually important backdrop. I had forgotten that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I had forgotten that. It's yeah. actually kind of a big part of, I just, the, the stress of the day uh, that, that was the... Day of Jacob's toe, is yeah, what we call it. Yeah, yeah, the day of Jacob's toe, right? Yeah. So the backdrop is you've got a, a toddler, yep, that is stir crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, to to add a layer, so so it kind of starts off. Uh, Elizabeth and I are at the tail end of having COVID, so we were That's actually right. yeah. we were yeah. actually. Uh, down with COVID at this time, we we had gotten rid of like a lot of the symptoms were subsiding except uh, exhaustion, yeah, uh, yeah that, which tends to stick around. That, for quite that one some hung, time. that was hanging yeah. on, yeah. right? So you're yeah. otherwise okay, but your energy levels are low. Very. Which yeah. okay, so we're gonna paint the whole picture then. Two parents absolutely wiped out. 
two and a half year old, he's stir crazy. Yeah. He's yeah. he's just amped up, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the backdrop. And uh parents out there everywhere are like, got it. Okay. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is uh this is an interesting mix of circumstances, okay? And we're all starting to feel anxious. (laughs) Okay. So that is the backdrop for what turned out to be a really profound day for you and Elizabeth both because of the experience that was coming. So, Mm -hmm. all right. What happened? Well, so I am in the living room and I uh, hear, hear this pretty big thud over in the kitchen. I can't see what's going on in the kitchen. And so uh, what I hear is Elizabeth's reaction. Uh, I, could, I could tell something happened. It wasn't good. Jacob was crying, which, you know, you have a toddler, they cry. Yeah. And, and so sometimes you can't always tell exactly what's going on just by a cry. So I, <clears throat> I, uh, I, I get out of my chair. And I come into the living, or excuse me, come into the kitchen, and there is uh, just large amounts of blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, And what had happened was we had uh, kind of a center island, and up against this island there were uh, these bar stools. They're wooden bar stools that uh, kind of have a bit of a heavy top to them. And and he was doing actually... Uh, something he'd, he'd done before, uh, he just kind of pushing the bar stools around. Uh, he, he wasn't much of a climber, so mm-hmm. we never really had to worry too much about him like climbing a bar stool or yeah. anything like that. Uh, but he would push them around, just yeah. he, just doing what toddlers do. And uh, this time, uh, it happened to fall, uh, but the corner of this square. Uh, bar stool fell directly on his toe. Yeah. So again, just make sure you're not messing. This is a big, heavy, wooden bar stool. Right. I mean, this is, no, it's it's a it's a it's solid a hard, wooden seat. Sorry, uh, a solid hard yeah. hardwood seat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and that the seat part is what fell on his toe. You got it. Just so. Yeah. yeah. And you know, just to let the the audience beware, there, there's gonna be some graphic parts of this story. I can't really tell the story without. Uh, explaining yeah. that, or yeah. you know, so uh, I, I gotta kind of set the situation up for what it was. Uh, you know, kind of imagine a crushed grape. His big toe. His big toe. Yeah. 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 It was. It was. It was pretty. Pretty. You know. I mean, I mean, so we're we're newer parents. This is our first son. Yeah. Uh, so this was going to end up being our first ER visit, which. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have two boys. We're under no illusions. There will be many more. <laughs> uh, but th- this was our first, and yeah. and so this was uh, just just as a bit of a side note. My wife doesn't handle injuries well. <laughs> uh, she started to get white. Um, I, I said, "You you need to go get some water and sit down." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I started taking care of Jacob, and you know, at at first, I, I could tell there was a lot of blood. Yeah, uh, I couldn't actually tell the severity of of his injury. Right, yeah. I I thought uh, worst case scenario actually going into this that may, maybe a couple stitches uh, and his toenail would have to 
to grow back. Mm-hmm. That's that's really I thought. That's what you were extent. thinking. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so you weren't too worried at this point. I, I was. I wasn't too worried. I was. I was sad for my son. I yeah. could tell that it was really hurting, and I wanted that to go away. Yeah. For, for him. Uh, but so we kind of had a problem uh, going into this because both Elizabeth and I had COVID, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we are not exactly sure the protocols for. Uh, I mean, we know we have to take them to the hospital, right. but so so we actually called the hospital. They said only one parent can go in, and we said that's definitely not going to be Elizabeth. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> so I I grabbed a paper towel and I just held on to his toe. We put him in the in the van, and I was just kind of putting pressure on on his toe while I'm driving. Yeah. <clears throat> and kind of the the first inkling that this this might be a little bit more of an injury uh, than what I thought is when we we got out to go into the ER. I had to let go of the paper towel to get around the into the van, <clears throat> and I look into the paper towel, and there's a whole not not just his toenail, but just a whole section of the top of his toe is is in it, uh, like. Uh-huh. It it was it was it was shocking because I was not expecting that when I first yeah. saw it and yeah. and that's the point that I knew like okay so as as a new parent again you're having questions is like what is going to happen to my son's toe yeah. here you know like yeah. what's what's going to be the fix for this uh, we go into the ER and the doctors start taking care of of him and. Uh, they basically asked me to just kind of hold him the the whole time. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I I have had toe injuries before, and they've had to do numbing. There's nothing about a toe injury that goes smoothly. Yeah. It's, it's pain from the beginning, even though they numb things and, and do stuff. It's pain from the beginning to the end. You can't completely numb a toe. And, yeah. Uh, so, so he was feeling every like numbing agent. He was feeling all the stitches. He was feeling, and I could tell because I was holding him the whole mm. time. Uh, my my three year old's just like trembling in pain as they're yeah. they're fixing him, you yeah. know. And yeah. I love my three year old's heart. After the, you know the nurse and the doctor, they were they're just great, very understanding. Um, very good with him, uh, you know, but he's, it, it's just a tough moment when your child is in an obvious amount of pain yeah. and, and you can't really do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're kind of powerless to, Yeah. You know. So, so uh, yeah, I know you have more story to share, but let's, let's just pause there a minute. Um, I just, I didn't want to rush past a moment to kind of mentally join you in that circumstance, mm-hmm. right? That you moments before, yeah, this is, this is all unfolding fairly quickly at this right. point. Right? right. So it, it wasn't that long before you and Elizabeth are on the couch trying to work through the rest of your recovery. You're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So you, you don't have a whole lot of energy. You're, you're two and a half. I mean, you know, you just said three. So he's he's 
pushing three years old at this right. point, right? right? So he's not quite not quite there, but um, you know, he's being a three year old boy. He's mm-hmm. he's got to play, and he's got this energy, and um, he's finding ways to to do that in ways that he's done many times before, right? Right. So there's nothing here abnormal. There's nothing here out of bounds. It's just moments before, just kind of a typical quiet evening at home with the additional circumstance of mom and dad are kind of still getting over a sickness, right? Yeah, and, you know, like with the stool falling over, if it doesn't land directly on his toe, it's nothing. There, there's really no, there's no injury. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, so, maybe a little bruise or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And so, so on, yeah, on top of that, this what is you're starting to realize here in the ER now I mean you got to the ER and you started to get a hint that oh this is this is a little more than I realized right mm-hmm. the 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 odds of that <laughs> are just extraordinary I mean you know yeah. picture a little three-year-old's toe I mean how, how big are we talking I mean it's yeah. it's so small and then the corner the exact corner of a stool yeah for all of that to come together in one moment and here now again the, the just the contrast I, I just wanted to sit with the contrast right and just how jarring that is because mm-hmm. one moment it's just a quiet evening at home mom and dad are kind of finishing their recovery in a, in a two and a half almost three-year-old is just playing right and then in an instant we have something that is Kind of, kind of pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I guess I'm wondering if, like, I, I wasn't sure at the time, but when, when I pulled the napkin off and saw what I saw, yeah, I, I'm thinking that he's going to lose part of his toe. Yeah, yeah. Like at, at that time, yeah, I, that's I, when it hits you that oh my gosh, there's right. there's there's more than just a little little right. toddler boo boo right. going on here, right? right? Yeah. So I, I don't want to rush past um, these moments that I, I just, you know, as those of us listening to your story, I, I want to I want to give some space to kind of sit in that and just share in the in the humanity of that. Right. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. So we have the contrast. But then there you are. Now you're in the ER and Jacob's starting to get the care that he needs. But it is pain added to pain added to pain. Right. Going into this. This little boy's body. Well, and I think the thing that affected me the most uh, during that time is just I have to hold him. Yeah, yeah, and that's the part. That's what I wanted to invite. Yeah. I wanted to pause so we could yeah. just sit there and imagine any of us, any of us sitting there holding our three-year-old boy, right? Daughter, whatever, three-year-old child, right? Right, and that is our role. In this, yep, yep. hold yep. while they are going through trauma. Yeah, and the only thing I could do is just keep whispering in his ear that he's he's getting taken care of. That because he's obviously not wanting to go through it, but then I'm having to say, "No, son, you need <laughs> you need to go through what they're what they're doing." You mm-hmm. know, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Because uh, as, a, as a dad, I'm just thinking through what it would be like as, as a three-year-old. Like, he, he's never experienced anything like this. Mm-mm. This is his first time having any sort of injury. 
I, you know, it's not like we've had long conversations about if you have an injury, yeah, you can go to the doctor and things will get better, and yeah. you know. And so all I can just do is be a reassuring voice that he's he's going to be okay. Uh, but it it was hard as his dad because I'm just feeling his whole body tremble yeah. while I'm holding him. You know? Yeah. So it, just the the things to connect with, right? Just the the weight of that that I'm imagining myself as a father with my kids in yeah. a situation like that. The heartbreak I'm feeling for my child. Mm-hmm. The impossible task of trying to help them connect with the truth that this is necessary to get better. Yes, I, I, I did. I felt I felt helpless and I just felt in a in an impossible position as a father. That my son was going through a tremendous amount of pain and there was nothing I could do about it. Nothing. And I actually had to encourage him to go into more pain. Right. And so your son at three years old, his capacity to understand is limited. Understand, very, you know, very yeah. right? What he knows is he had an accident and his toe really hurt. And then he went to the hospital to make his boo-boo better. Right. And that is not what he's experiencing. Right. Right. <laughs> That, that is that is not yeah. his reality yeah. at that point, right? Dad, I now have trust issues. Yes, with you. Yeah. well, so that's 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 exactly what I'm getting at, right? That's exactly it, and that's also part of the weight that you're carrying because in that moment, I think you knew this is this is going to challenge his trust in me potentially, right? I mean, that's that was another thing to to kind of feel the weight of is I I have to I have to tell my three-year-old something that there is no way right he can accept right right Right. and and i have to hold him and force him to do it and force him to do it right so you know that that is necessary for him to get better he does not right so in a moment that you have this very helpless feeling this role of just holding him you're you're actually having to restrain him to endure more pain right oh my gosh so yeah we we did it he got through it i love my well three-year-old he's five now but i love i love his heart after it was all said and done in his understanding he he showed some understanding that what happened was uh, good for him. He thanked the doctor and the nurse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost lost it at that one. Yeah, was, well, you know, stressful situation. Almost already. lost yeah. it. What's wrong with you? You should have lost it. Holy smokes, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's he, incredible. It, 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 that that was just kind of a, a cool, neat three year old thing uh, to to do. But we took him home, uh, and you know, kind of. I think he ended up taking a nap. Or, or <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was it was just a, a big long day that we had there. And, yeah, you know, so so we finally got things calmed down, and once once everything calmed down, yeah, is when I kind of started debriefing everything 
with Abba. All right. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to go there. Right. But this is this is kind of why I wanted to invite you in to share this story. Right. Because there's there is a principle for God's design for fatherhood. Uh, And it is the relatively simple but profound idea that to be a good father, you first have to walk a journey into being a fathered son. So as he fathers you, so you father your children, you know, and you shared with me today, actually another, uh, another way of putting that, that I, I think is helpful that God uses our experiences as men, as fathers to draw us to him. Yep. Um, and, those those are all different ways of kind of saying the same thing, right? And so here was a story where you are sharing in a traumatic moment. It is your son's trauma, right? Yeah. But make no mistake, as a father in that moment, you're sharing in the trauma. You're right there in the moment with him, feeling his trembling body. Yep. And the the weight of the helplessness that you feel and then the 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 burden the horrible burden of having to restrain him to endure more pain that is a moment uh, a tough one mm-hmm. where um a man you moved into an invitation that your fatherhood journey presented, yeah. right? So yeah. you you experienced this with your with your boy, and it was a moment between father and son that your heavenly father had some things for you, right? Right. He had some things for you, and so this is this is what after you finally got home and you got you got on the other side of just these horrible events right. and <laughs> your, your boy is wiped. So he takes a nap, yeah. which now you can go kind of back and say, what was that? <laughs> what, yeah, what I, happened? And so uh, you started, you started I, that. I started lamenting a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I debriefed with him. I said, I was basically Abba. That whole thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. That really sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like not one thing about that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I suppose there's a little anger. There's a little sadness, um, at least on the surface, that I, that, that I could tell. Uh, but as I'm kind of conversing with Ella yeah. in this, uh, I basically just hear him say, Why? I'm like, well, is that not obvious there, Abba? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because my son was just in a tremendous amount of pain. Yeah. yeah he said, why, why did that suck? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess in, in my mind's eye, I'm just kind of picturing him sitting next to me. He said, yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. Which... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm, you know, just sinking down. I kind of raise an eye to him. 
said, did you really just ask me did, that? Yeah. Did you see what yeah, happened? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you were there. Yeah. Uh, I know. mean, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so yeah. he's, uh, I, you know, he's not, he wasn't diminishing the seriousness of what happened. No, or, he was or, right. the invitations yeah. were still coming. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. he he had something for me right. here. Right. And so I, I, I answered him. I said, okay, it seems pretty obvious, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, yeah, my, my son was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, what, what was, why was that terrible? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't do anything about it. Bah. <laughs> and mm. he said, yeah. What's so terrible about that? Mm-hmm. He asked me, and uh, my response was, is that I'm not strong enough to keep my boy from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Just over the course of this conversation, he really took me into just a deep fear yeah that i have as a father yeah yeah there is not a parent out there that doesn't feel something in the middle of that and there there are some Tyler that have a very direct experience with that child gets sick there's some kind of serious injury um, and the helplessness of that and the weight of that and then um, even if you're a parent who hasn't had an experience quite along those lines it's not hard to imagine I think we all feel that, yeah, mother or father, You're right? Yeah, <clears throat> just as a parent, yeah, right, yeah. I I do think, um, as a father, we carry a burden, yeah, of a a, a unique role as a protector, and there's in our there's a way yeah. there's a way that that unfolds um, from a dad's perspective. You know, uh, ma- uh, mamas have... <laughs> the, well, the mama bear thing is real, yeah, right? They, they, you know, That's not a term for nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. not a term for nothing, <laughs> right? So there is there is very, very strong connection with this idea of protection for dads and moms both, right? right? right. Um, you know, I, I think that it there there is a uniqueness to how a mom or a dad um, carries that instinct. Yeah. Um, and it's carried by both of us, though. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, this is this is something that goes straight to just what it is to be a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess, you know, it became pretty clear to me in that moment um, 
Because honestly, he just kind of let me sit with that. Yeah. For a little bit. He said, that's what I wanted you to realize. Yeah. And it was, I guess, a burden that from the onset of fatherhood that I had taken on uh, really without realizing it. Yeah. And I would have never gotten there if if he didn't push into it. Over the course of time, I have started to learn how to let that burden down. Yeah. Um, and I guess just really accept that, yeah, I am not strong enough. I am not enough overall to keep pain from coming to my children. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a whole discussion in and of itself about pain and suffering and the reality of our experience of that in this world. Um, nobody gets through this life without pain and suffering. Yet, um, I think if we're being honest, Tyler, parents step into their into their role, and on some level feel a deep desire to keep their kids from pain. Right. Which, you know, I realize for myself that's not. That, that's not a bad thing. And there's things that I can do as a father. Right. Uh, with the wisdom and common sense that God has given me. Right. That uh, I, I can keep, you know, some things from happening. Right. But I'm not enough to keep it all away. Right. And so it reshapes, it reshapes maybe some perspectives that right. we have. Right. And so I think that the, the instinct, the starting point is, well, the line from Finding Nemo, I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. Right. Right. And the beautiful story that that leads to in a father realizing how crippling that mentality is right. for right. for his son. Right. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. You think about two fish having a heartwarming story, but they do, you know, it, 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 and it's, it points to this, it points to this exact issue, right? Uh, you know, to be a parent is to know that feeling of, I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. Right. Right. And on some level without realizing it, as you say, we make that agreement, right? That, yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm a dad, you know, this is, this is my little one. I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. On some level, we just kind of carry that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have an experience like what you're describing and you realize not only did I have an agreement here, it's not something I ever had a chance of delivering on. Right. right? And the way he fathered me is slowly, but surely I was able to give 
Saba. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was able to take my rightful role as protector, but I didn't have to carry the burden anymore of trying to keep all pain away from my son. Correct. Yes. You know, if, if, if Abba had not taken me through what he took me through. Right. I think my my reaction and Elizabeth's reaction would have been bubble wrap the house. Yeah, that's right. Throw the stool and the fire out back. <laughs> that's that's going away. That's right. You know, yeah. uh, but, but what he did is give us, like you said, perspective. Right. Right? Like if... If I do that, what, what kind of life is that right. for my boy? How is right. he going to become an apprentice right. un, under those yeah. conditions? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, again, making that connection with what we were talking about earlier, as he fathers you, so you father your children. Right. Right. And so in a moment of intimacy with him on the other side of this really horrible day, right. he fathers you into this beautiful place where you're kind of coming to terms with the truth and the wisdom of all of this is that I have limits. You have limitations. Right. Right. And the beautiful part of how he fathered you is he got you to the place where you could see that was a gift. Yeah. Limitations are a gift. Right. Because this, this process of parenting is designed to be arm in arm with our Heavenly Father. Right. Right. It is designed to be done in unison with Him. Yeah. And so the gift, the gift of leading you to that acknowledgement of limitations and that, that process of starting to come to terms with them is more clarity on what your part is and what his part is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's very freeing. Yeah. Very freeing. Well, and it, it put things in perspective, I think, as he gets older. Right. Um, things don't always have to go well for him. Right. For things to be good. Right. I, d I, don't, I don't need to live under that agreement. Right. right? Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to get to those awkward junior high days Oh yeah, where socially he's going to feel left out and it's going to hurt. There's he's going to have his yep. first breakup with his girlfriend and yep. it's going to hurt. Yep. There'll be other injuries. There'll be other injuries, yep. you know. Yep. Like, there already have been. Yep. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was, it was kind of interesting. Uh, because, you know, Elizabeth was going on the same journey yeah. with me in this. And uh, she, she she wasn't as, ex like, she, she wasn't uh, quite on as board with yeah. me, but we kept the stools there. <laughs> right. Right. Because yeah. it, it was such an unlikely thing yeah. to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and it was almost like a... Every time we saw those stools and got nervous about it, mm -hmm. it was a chance to put our trust back in to, Jesus. To, to hand it over again. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. 
I will say our uh, two-year-old is a climber. Those stools are not there. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're 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 not accessible anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but for us that was, you know, uh it was it was another year before our uh two year old came yeah, uh, came into our yeah. lives. Right. And, um, right. Uh that that year it it really was. It was kind of this just beautiful um, uh, symbol, right, in our house at all times. Yeah, and here's yeah. here's what I here's just to complete the picture. Then what I mean when I say the, the design is as I father you, so you father your children. So you and Elizabeth are being fathered into this and kind of really going on an extended daily handing over of this mm-hmm. as you're you're growing in your capacity to accept this and live with this and in doing that the stools are still there yeah so that also became uh parenting for Jacob because yeah. he is also learning how to live with in his own three-year-old way, the stools are still there. The things that were a source of trauma and terror for him. Right. He is also seeing those stools there every day. Yeah. And in watching how his mom and dad are dealing with that, he's learning what it is to follow God and be an apprentice. Mm-hmm. In, so. in his yeah. limited three-year-old way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's just it's that's it. That's the beautiful picture of the design, you know. And as you told me earlier today, how he uses fatherhood to draw us to him. How he uses motherhood to draw us to him. Yeah. And you know, fatherhood, motherhood, parenthood is many things, but right at the top of the list is God's design for that as. Uh, a shared experience of intimacy yeah. with him. Yeah. So that's that's what that picture looks like, and I, I I think that that is that is an incredible picture. And someday Caleb will be old enough that you can put those stools back. <laughs> yeah, we, but you know you know and and again, running with that point a little bit more too. That um, it's it's not that we're just completely irresponsible about this right i mean yeah protecting there is there is a part to play for for parents to protect their kids of course of course right um but there's there's just a, a lot of wisdom that it takes in sorting out where where is it the right line to protect and where am i maybe crossing that line into a place where i'm crippling my child Right. 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 This is why <laughs> this parenthood thing is meant to be such an intimate partnership with God. Yeah. Right. These these are not questions that always have obvious and easy answers. Um, but in walking intimately with God, we get what we need on a day to day basis to then turn and offer to our kids. Right. Yeah. And this is this is a beautiful picture of exactly that. Right. Yeah. And I think it is funny 
that the stools are not there. <laughs> um, because because it's a different circumstance. It's a different um, situation that there is an obvious danger here that it would be neglectful to right. to to not take precautions for, right? Because you have a different child and, right. and the, the dangers are different. My two-year-old would climb on a roof if I let him. Yes, and yeah. I've seen this in action. He does like to climb. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, it's you, just an incredible story. You know, what's, what's, what's also kind of fun with it, it was in kind of the aftermath after everything was done, uh, we also kind of had Jacob <laughs> start having fun with his toe. We called it Frankenco. Frankenco, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was yes, I remember that. And we we all we all kind of shared in the joy of being able to look back on that moment and, and have a healthy laugh, right, about it, right, right. Because yes, it's the rest of the story. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they sold him back. It healed. You can't even tell. I I will say uh, he is a bit protective of that toe. <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> his body remembers the injury uh, but uh no his his toe is fine he's it it, it never did uh you know where i thought it may have had been part of his toe that uh was missing they just sewed everything back up it's good to go so yeah so he's yeah. He's healthy, yeah. um, and of course the story continues. And uh, I don't think you've been to the ER again since. If I, I don't remember anything, anything between the boys no, that has landed you in the ER. No, not, uh, not nothing that I can think of. Yeah. It, but it is one of many uh, that's that's to come, especially for the for the younger one. Yeah, He's, uh, yeah. yeah. Being being a climber, yeah. there's yeah, there's going to be some there's tough. more potential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and we. You know, we we do try and limit that. You know, going back to like, there's a role that 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 we get to play. He's just got a very strong sense of adventure, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to hold him back. Yeah, uh, sometimes with that. Yeah. But and so as yeah. the years go on, that intimate walking, being fathered, yeah. is how you will know what is right and appropriate and when. Yeah, for opening. Well, and opening you know, I, you know, just to to put a stamp on that is that God doesn't ask us to remove our common sense yeah. and our, you know, <laughs> yeah, like it's it, and and that's not at all what I'm suggesting. That's not what Jesus right. led me into, right? Uh, with this, that's right. That's that's not it. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. To, to make it clear, he he wanted me to realize that. No matter what I do, yeah. If I go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, right, and bubble wrap my boy and put him in a, you know, a safety room, right, still can't stop pain right. from coming, right. I can't stop it. I'm right. not enough as right. his father to do that, right. Yeah, and so this this actually gets to another thing that's that's maybe a good way to kind of wrap up what we're talking about here. Um, is the the concept of initiation, right? And in some previous podcasts, I'd kind of talked a little bit about 
the, the principle of the concept, which is that you start with the end in mind. And as, as parents, what we start with is the recognition that we're not raising kids, we're raising adults, right? right. We, are, right. we are on a journey to see our kids into a life as responsible adults. Mm-hmm. And as followers of Jesus, we're on a journey of bestowing a life of apprenticeship to them. Um, and initiation is the intentional process by which that happens. And so the parenthood journey is a spectrum. And so when a child comes into this world, they come into this world and the design is is that they look to their parents, mom and dad, for their sense of well-being, for their sense of belonging, for their sense of love, and for their uh, experience of not having to prove their worthiness for that love. That is their world. Those are the ones that they look to. Fast forward to adults, and we're releasing them at that point to draw their sense of well-being primarily from God himself, their heavenly father. So there's a training, there's a preparing that happens here, right? And Paul talks about that uh, in scripture. And he says, I have been trained uh, to overcome all things. He is talking about his experience of being fathered by God, right? Um, That is where his training came from. And so our adventure as parents is to walk this road and go through that spectrum in a very intentional way leading to this end day when we have a child trained and prepared to overcome all things literally what life has to throw at them they are ready because they are walking a life of apprenticeship and intimacy with jesus right yeah. And, and and how are they going to do that if I'm sitting here trying to protect exactly. them from everything? Exactly. And so, yes, on some level as parents, we can relate to this idea that this is my baby. I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. But if we run that out to its full consequence, what have we done by the time they're adults? We have crippled them right. is what we've done, Right. And so it, it really is an invitation to sit with our heart attitude, our thinking about pain and suffering. It is our natural instinct to assume that pain and suffering is a curse and that it's bad. And yes, there are things within pain and suffering that are very hard. <laughs> Of course, that's why we call it pain and suffering. Um, But a life with Jesus and a life as a parent, at some point you begin to realize there needs to be some rethinking about that. Um, That there are invitations within that. And not just invitations for us as parents, there are invitations for what we turn and then offer to our kids. 
And the reality of pain and suffering is not something any of us will ever escape. Right. It is, it is going to be there. And so the initiation journey absolutely includes a healthy understanding of what pain and suffering is and a healthy understanding of how to continue walking intimately with Jesus in the middle of that. Um, so all of that, all of that is kind of baked into your story here. Yeah. And it's, it's this issue of limitations and that really profound moment where you just sat in the grief and within the invitation you had to grieve, got to, got to that pretty profound realization. I can't keep my boy. I'm not strong enough to keep my boy from injury and pain. I'm not strong enough to take away his pain. That's heavy. It's very profound. And it is central to this mission, to this beautiful journey of parenthood. So thanks for sharing your story, man. Yeah, happy to. So that was an interview from a couple of weeks ago with my brother Tyler. And I I just want to thank you for listening and starting your new year with us. I hope Tyler's story of how he was fathered in that extraordinary moment with his little boy, uh, I hope that was an encouragement for you in your own story. And it's something that we will continue to offer here, uh, more stories, discussions, and resources going forward that I hope you continue to find helpful. Uh, But more than that, I do want to let you know that there is another step that you can take that some of you may feel ready to do, and that is to share in some ongoing discussion. And one way that you can do that with us is to consider becoming a paid member at theintentionaldad.org. For swordsman level and above that paid membership, you will gain access to a platform called Discord, where we can engage in in further ongoing private discussion. Um, One thread in particular that I want to point out that's available in there is a thread called I Have Questions. So if in hearing this podcast, it has generated some things that you'd really like to explore further, that is a way that you can engage with us and we can continue the discussion and continue this journey together in that way. So Uh, For those that are ready, I invite you to consider doing that, Um, and um, we certainly would be honored to have you share in the journey with us that way. So, Okay, so with that, uh, again, I thank you for joining us and for listening in, and from the intentional dad, I wish you and your family a very happy new year as we together look ahead to what God will do in 2023. So until next time, may God bless you and your family very richly. Thank you.